Hi, you're listening to Salon Soul Brothers and Sisters 7 at 7 interview podcast with tonight's guest, Valerie Finnegan Cowell of Icon Hair. Hi, Salon Soul Brothers and Sisters. Welcome to episode three of the Hump of the Week 7 at 7. And this evening's guest is the amazing Valerie Finnegan Cowell of Icon in County Cork. Uh, Valerie and I set myself go back a long, a long way. We've met each other at so many events over the years. And uh, I think we both hold uh, Irish Hairdressers Federation um, Hall of Leader uh, Awards, which is something that is very humbling because um, you know, I think to be called a Hall of a Leader of anything is, is something else. And it's a great honor to be, to be bestowed on you. Um, so we're going to do your seven at seven, Val, and I'm going to not call you Valerie, call you Val, because we're a little bit more close to being official. Um, and the one thing I want to show you <laughs> is look at this amazing article on Val's <laughs> on. It's, it's absolutely... Oh, thank you. It, what you've done is so courageous, especially in the, in the climate that we were going through at the time, but we might brush on that a little bit. So I'm going to hit off with yep. question number one of your seven at seven is, why did you choose hairdressing <laughs> as a career, Val? Okay, so before I go, before I, before I start, can I just say thank you so much for inviting me? I am like humbled and honoured. Yeah, so thank you. And well done you for creating such a forum. It's a fantastic idea, you know, it, we all need to share, particularly around this time. So thank you so much. Um, okay, so I got into hairdressing when I was 13. My dad got me the job, I think, because I was the wildest of his five daughters, he felt maybe I needed a bit of taming. So at 13, I went working. And at 16, I got my first full-time job in this very salon, my new salon. And I worked here for, I think, 13, 14 years. So I kind of, I suppose I was always good with people. Do you know what I mean? I think... I didn't know it at the time, um, anything to do with people. I worked in like old, like old folks' homes, that kind of thing. I loved being around people. Um, and this was just a natural progression. It was something that I excelled in. And it was the first thing I excelled in because I failed every exam I ever sat. And I, I don't want it to be kind of like everyone's story, but I just, it, school wasn't a good fit for me. You know, I mean, it was kind of like putting a, a, a round peg into a square hole, but it wasn't like, I think I would have chosen this career either way, whether I was good in school or not. But yeah, yeah that was, it. I, it was my dad. Your dad's <laughs> the answer. good hairdresser. <laughs> Get you off the street. <laughs> or else he needed to watch me. His workplace yeah. was only around the corner. <laughs> I think it comes through all the time when I chat to me. It, it's a people business, isn't it? And we're, and we're ten from yeah. the time before we start, we're already very social before we even start our careers in hairdressing. Very. So it, it's yeah, yeah. There's that social intelligence that we we don't even know we have. You yeah, know? yeah. It's not like it was like me. I, I when I came into hairdressing, it wasn't the, the fact I wanted to be the next Fidel to soon. It was just this is a cool place to work. Uh, looks like I can dress whatever yeah. I want, and there's loads of people here. <laughs> you know, it's the same. Like you, you, you haven't mentioned hair. Like I played with dolls, or it was the people thing. And then, and then we realized yeah. we, we have to learn how to do this thing called hairdressing. So we I like, know. We're start practicing. <laughs> so I know. The other question now is to lead into because you're back in your forever home now. Is why did you become a salon owner? 
okay so I became a salon owner because at the time in this salon I was the manager and I was the trainer and I felt that I need I, I would have loved to have the full responsibility to to put structure around not only the training but the other stuff the systems and the procedures and all of the stuff that I knew was kind of like at the time now this is this is way back when <laughs> you know this was when we turned up for work because it was Tuesday and you know what I mean yeah. and we turned up in any any way possible but I knew that there had to be a better way there had to be a better way to train and there had to be a better kind of a, a, a way to to kind of do things at the time I didn't even know that it was it, that it was the things that I'm passionate about now, that it was a proper consultation, that it was the culture, it was training and developing the team. But I think my core thing was to have full, to have full kind of like control over how I would develop and train a team. Yeah. And then for them to turn out in the way that I felt like I'm not, I'm not kind of like, I don't know. It's, you wanted it's kind of, I know I'm being vague. But yeah, I just knew I wanted I wanted the freedom yeah. to be able to to do to to build my own stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. Oh my God, the man that I worked for, Victor Frank, here, I was he was brilliant. He was a fantastic mentor. He was an inspiration to me and a great support. Um, but Greg, when I when I when I qualified when I qualified because I had no structure as in the training, except for to stand and watch, watch what I'm doing and then follow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There was no ABC, there was no Videl Sassoon. That was all there, but it wasn't for us. Do you know what I mean? Unless you were loaded and mom and dad could send you over to London, you weren't, you weren't going to get that training. So when I qualified, I, 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 when I qualified and I did my very first haircut, I got my very first panic attack. And I ended up having panic attacks for 10 years. I mean, the full whack, full on panic attacks. And I bring it back to the fact that like, I need boxes to be ticked. Yeah. I need to, I need people to say, you've done that, you've done it right. Now move on to the next one. Now you move on to the next one. And I didn't have that structure. So I, I felt like the imposter yeah. doing this haircut. And then that led to like 10 years of horrendous panic attacks. And people to this day, when I stand there and tell people, they go, sorry, cutting hair gave you panic attacks. And I said, yeah, I'd have about eight of them a day. Yeah, I think so. I, I would have been. My passion. I'd only yeah. want to tackle stuff I knew I was fully confident in doing, where I worked with people who yeah. just go, just give it a go. And I go, no, I can't. No, I no, I can't. Can't. I can't. And I think that is always where my passion for training and my passion for doing things in a systemized way kind of stem from yeah but yeah. yeah thankfully thankfully i'm good i'm good yeah and the salon has been it's 23 years now isn't it 23 i know yeah three oh. locations you know what i mean back to yes. what you call it is is your forever salon now and and that's yes. it I think that's yes, my forever salon have gone complete circle you know what I mean leave open have a great premises and then eventually when you're really on top of your game say yeah I'm going back home and and, and you've done an I'm amazing going home going home 
images of the salon. It's absolutely amazing. And, and you can, the garden, you know what I mean? We can't show the garden, the sky garden. And, and those <laughs> are the times we're in now. Who'd have thought, you know what I mean? Like, and you look at the lake. No, hey, I know. Did you have a dream? Because somebody said that to me recently when we'd renovated. Did you have a dream about this? Why? Because you've been able to relocate, change the salon around. It looks like it was meant for this time. And I don't yeah. think any of us knew it was coming. I think it's it's just the way you think they're moving. And we know that there's more and more demands of what guests want in the salon. And we try and provide that for them, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah, down to the exactly. Lift. As I said, I remember saying to the team is, we used to give biscuits as a treat. We can't even do that now. We used to give sweets on the desk. I know. Now, when we're I know. I know. Coat, now you can't even take the coat. You know what I mean? So it's a new world. So I know. Moving on to question three. <laughs> to go back to when you opened your salon. First one. What would you do differently? First one. Hmm? I would have gone on to the local enterprise board and I would have gone on every free business course that was possible that was possibly available to me. Um, I think that, um, yeah, it definitely, definitely it would have eliminated years of pain and stress and scratching my head trying to figure out what fat was and tax and all that stuff. And I think that like the more people understand that realistically, if you're going to open your own business, you need to be responsible for that business. And that is having, having, having the know-how, do you know what I mean? The, the business savvy, you know, um, to understand what's going on around you. Because we are such creative, fun-loving creatures and we love jobs so much. We never, it's not so much we never, and I don't want to generalize, but it's, it's rare that we give both equal merits. Do you know what I mean? Particularly when we're starting off because we just want to open our own and make people happy. And, you know, it's really, if it was the one piece of advice I'd give to anybody. Yeah, you, you, you know, you've been a big do research. Enterprise Ireland, which in the last couple of years yeah. we've, we've availed and, and I really went, wow, I didn't realize there was that much good education out there. You know what I mean? That you can share. Amazing. And, and it's it's oh absolutely amazing so and it's always like outside yeah outside. yeah the resources that are there are amazing mm. Mm. so that would be that would that would be it and i would start i would so that would be the first thing and the second thing i would do i would definitely start with locking down my why and my vision yeah and doing that as early as I possibly could. Once I have that, then then the values. And if you do that, and if you set in your values, your values are the bedrock of your business. Yeah. And they never move. They never, they never ever, ever move. The culture definitely, it's like like if, if the values are your bedrock, the culture is like the landscape. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes mm. it changes slightly because it has to, because you know things happen in business that we have to kind of shift and change. Then there could be a landslide, COVID, and you have to be able to move with that. And if you don't, you know, it's, 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 the outcome isn't great, but yeah. Yeah. the values, no matter what, no matter, like, I think if your team are invested in those values, any landslide can happen and you'll still come out strong. So. I would have done it earlier. I would have set those in earlier. I would have given them more relevance. Yeah, yeah. It's it follows it. 
it, it, the values and, and it all like if you look at the book I shared this week, it started with why the Simon Sinek book. You know what I mean? Now if you if you employ people for money, you know what I mean? They'll just come and work for your money. But if you employ people who believe what you believe, they'll come and work for your blood, sweat, and tears. And and I think you have that with yeah. your team. I can see that when I, I see you at events and I see what you do on social media. There, there is that great culture and community that's what it's probably oh, it's a community an amazing team I, I really do do you know what I mean and like I certainly couldn't have got through COVID without them like they're, they're just and you know when everybody is is invested and everyone is like focused on the same thing and everyone believes in the same thing yeah you can get through anything really you know the thing is we have to probably explain to people is that they're not all drones and they're not all every each of the each no. community has their own personality and it just fits in well. Absolutely. Be their individual self, but under the... Oh, my God. Definitely. Because yeah. I mean, it can't be any other way. We're such a creative industry. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to have the mentalers, yeah. you know? And you can you can have the mentalers and you can have the, the quiet ones and all of them. But what holds them together, what the glue, what the glue is, is the values. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then your culture comes out of those. So that's one thing I'd be very strong on. Yeah, so we'll move on to, you to shut me which is leading into culture, community. What we're talking is what makes an amazing salon. I think what makes an amazing, but no, for me, I know what makes an amazing salon is the team, right? But I'd be like a broken record, right? The team, the team are. It's not the technical skill set. Look, as 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 Rasa said the other day, you'd expect the standard of our industry now to be high. I would expect it to be high. Do you know what I mean? I don't expect it to be any any other way. So that makes an amazing salon when the team are all technically great. But what makes it super amazing is the culture, mm. and that's the buy-in, and that's into the values. And it, it all comes full circle. And it's it's amazingly easy to manage a team when they're all on the same page. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because anything can be brought back to that. Do you know what I mean? To those, like our values and icon are pride, education, and integrity. Yeah. They're our values. So do you think he said to me, it's hard. Isn't it? It starts at the mm -hmm. stage. At the recruitment. Absolutely. And that's why the induction, the induction is so, so important. If you can start that on the induction, if you have an induction program, and if that's outlined, it literally a, a, a team member who is aligned with the values of your team will be gone in, in a couple of weeks because hmm. they won't be living it. Yeah. And yeah. you won't be there a year's time going, what in the name of God? Because everyone is living it. And as you said, it's not drones. I have the most diverse team. I think it's... But that's not the same as... You know, yeah, exactly. But we do it a certain way. In ICON, we do it a certain way. Because we have certain beliefs. And it's not a, it's not a culture or anything like that. It's just, it's values. And it's, it's how we all, it's how we all behave towards each other. And when both... When both are done, it's brilliant. There's one other, it's like a trilogy. So the, the third thing then is if they're supported 
by the systems and the standards and the operations of the of the salon mm. and together those three i mean that's an amazing salon when yeah. they're all working together yeah. and it's communicated and it's, it's, um, the team. i'm not at all passionate about this really am i <laughs> <We> all, <laughs> It, it, what, what I've always hoped is by doing with doing this seven at seven is that there are like if you it, it always if you go back to the beginning if you go back to the beginning is what could have, what would I have done differently and what we're hoping to do is fast track the younger salon owner or the person yeah. who's lost away a little bit to help find their soul back in their business and by just kind of going wow yeah why or maybe I, I am going in the right direction but they might feel I'm not yeah. because we all have them moments and our net I always drew it back to Paul Davey once when I was interviewing him is your network your network is your net worth and and we should always be yeah. getting out there but with COVID now that's why I felt we're bringing this you know page live and, and getting it out there was that we're not getting to meet at the events we're not getting to pick up the little yeah. in the bit. but by this way we're at least at least I'm hopefully bringing some of the the knowledge yeah. out there and the experience that you used to get on a bar stool yeah. at, a, at, a, at a, yeah. an event or whatever. Because, oh, that was great advice though. Yeah, and, and we're on those bar stools. Room, not because we shout loud, it's just that we all speak at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> we're amongst each other, you know what I mean? So now right. leading on to a part that I'm really interested in is who do you most admire as a mentor? Okay. You can have several. Top of the list would be David Donnan. For the simple reason is, uh, as a mentor, all the way through my business decisions, anything that I've ever done, um, I check in with David. Plus, David invested massively in me um, when he asked me to be um, Joyco's cutting educator. Because mm. I said to David, I said, you can't ask me to do this because I have a history of like a decade of panic attacks and you want me to stand up in front of a group of people? Yeah, and cut. And he went, yes, and I, I can't do it. I said, what if I, what if I just have a meltdown? And he went, well, I believe you can do it. And it's that, and it, it's that kind of belief. Plus he has one of the best business brains and he has the best insights into our industry of anybody that I've ever met. From, like he is just he reads it oh, for somebody who's not a hmm? hairdresser for somebody who's not yes. a hairdresser he, he has as much yeah. passion as 10 hairdressers he does you know what he i mean he does he does but i mean it has like it's 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 so obvious that his passion comes from his mom and dad do you know what I mean? and the upbringing that he's got and he has that love for our industry hmm. do you know what I mean? so david would be my number one um uh, again, and I'm, I'm laughing because I'm going, oh my God, I'm the third one to be saying the same things. But Alan Austin Smith, Alan and myself have worked together. Like I have been doing courses with Alan since 2007. I done the very first, um, God, what was the name of it? What was the name of the? Control. It's Forest Company. Hmm? Take Control. No. Fantastic. No, 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 no. He did, he did a year's program in London. Oh God, he'll kill me for that. The ambassador, the ambassador program. Yeah. The ambassador program. So I done that in 2007. Yeah. Um, and every single year I've always done stuff with Alan. So I've been training with him since 2007. And, you know, Alan said something to me once and it, well, he said a lot of things to me. Yeah. A lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not a boring to born great. <laughs> Where I needed a kick in the ass. But um I was I was like any other salon owner going, for fuck's sake, what do I have to do? What do I have to do for them to get it? Like, do I have to hold their hand? And he goes, Yeah, Valerie, you do. And then he said to me, he said, Look, and I was on this program, I was going over and back to London all the time. And he goes, the next time you come back, he said, every time you do that, he said, and you get frustrated, ask yourself three simple questions. He said, are you frustrated because it's a skill issue? Because they've just given you shoddy work? Mm. Is, it, um, is it a knowledge thing? Is it that they just didn't know? Or is it attitude? And he said to me, Valerie, he said, I doubt, he said, if it's attitude. And he said, he said, knowing you, he said, I equally doubt if it's a skill thing because of your training. So he said, I'm just leaving it at that. And the next time I came back, he said, well, and I said, it was knowledge. And he said, it's in your head. He said, everything that you want them to do, he said, is in your head. He said, you haven't got to put out there for them. You're not communicating it properly with them. And then... That brings me on to Anthony Whitaker. Yes. Anthony, Anthony made it so apparent for me when I read the manager um, book that like every single bit of my business needs to come out of my head and on paper and how I do it, what I expect, what are my expectations, all of that needs to go down and then translate it in the training. So it took me three years, but I've done that. And I wouldn't have done that only because of the two boys. Show me. Just have a quick what? show me what you're showing me. <laughs> Go on, you're excited about it. You want to show me. I am, I'm like a child. So this only took three years, right? But I'm just going to just show you quickly. Look, like this is everything. It's how we do things in the salon. Every single bit, broken down into sections. It's like, it's everything. And then this is our training manual for any members of the team that are new that start with us. So it just goes through, it goes through everything. Excellent. And there isn't a thing in this salon that we don't do that isn't in these two. And what I was explaining today on my social is that it still is, it's, it's it's a living document. We're still adding to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. it was more of an indulgence for me that I wanted to see it in book. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. So um David, Alan, um, Anthony, and James Burke, who has been a business mentor of mine as well. So I met James through the local enterprise board. He would have been Fergie Quinn's right hand man. He has just given me immense support through my business. But yes. Ah. Oh, actually, yeah, I, I'm trying, I was trying to get the weird name, it comes back to me now, yeah, I know, I know of him. So, in these strange times, okay, what's the glass, because I'm always, I, I, like, I believe that every day you have to find the glass half full moments in the day to get you through. So what are some of the glass half full moments you've had since July, when we returned to work? Obviously, the new salon will be one. I suppose... My salon, my salon, my salon, my salon. <laughs> yeah, my salon. Um, plus the way um, everybody just collectively came together to make sure that everybody's experience was a safe one. 
you know what I mean? And they all took so much ownership around making sure that every single step of our client's journey was minded and, you know, and that it, it would make, it would ensure that we would stay open. Um, the joy of seeing our clients, mm. the joy of seeing, you know, of being wanted and needed, do you know what I mean? And just like, I've had clients cry in the seat, yeah. you know, going, oh, I spent all COVID thinking of you. And I'm like, oh my God. Because I was in that transition. I was after closing one salon. I, I had a building site, which was closed down. Do you know what I mean? And I was still on the verge of, we were on lockdown, waiting for the date. And I was still looking at a building site. I mean, stress didn't even come near it. Yeah. Um, so I, it's, it's the joy of my salon. But one of the biggest things, and it, it, was, it was before July, it was... The training, it was it was Zoom training. Mm. It was the Zoom chats with the team. Like I was doing cuts, I was doing cuts with the guys and they were in the loo, do you know what I mean? They were in their bathroom, you know? Another one was in her bedroom. And I was, and there we were and we done cut after cut after cut because I never had the time to, do you know what I mean? Sit down and go, okay, hang on a second now, lads. So yeah, so there was a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I taught my child, my boy, how to cycle. How to cycle? <laughs> how to cycle a bike? Hmm. Yeah. But really, the salon, the salon has, uh, I just, and the clients. Well, one just, of the things as well, I just noticed from you, from the article as well, is that, you, you, and I would look at this as a half, glass half full moment for you, would be how we look at rosters now and how <gasps> hours people work. Oh. Oh my God. Look, I was listening to um, Lisa and um, Rafa um, during the other two interviews and we have completely changed. Like, oh my God, you get so stuck into this is how we do it. <laughs> do you know? That like, and I was listening to you, you were kind of going, let the lads work out their own rosters and stuff like that. I have, I have to say, I have the worst head for rosters. Like I have my poor manager like distracted I'm going unless unless they're all colored do you know what I mean like I can be blue have herself red I can't work it out my brain just won't do it but what we've done now is we have taken all our late nights off of the end of the week yeah and put them on the start of the week now I got that from um Maria one of my stylists said I was looking at Danielle in in Lloyd's and they were kind of playing with something like that and I rang her and this is what I love about our industry we just pick up the phone do you know like Danielle is always I'm playing I plague her sometimes but like she just goes yeah well I go through it with you there now and and you know she's amazing um but we took we no longer open late on Friday we do three late now we do um Tuesday Wednesday Thursday until eight Friday until six and we close at three o'clock on Saturday. And then moving into the new year, once we have a, once we work, I'm looking for one more stylist. I'm going to rotate it that once a month, you know, um, they have a Saturday off. And that's all because of COVID and that life balance that we want to try and create. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I, it, it, yourself, when you enjoy the odd Saturday off, now you said you're off tomorrow. You know what I mean? There was a time when yes. you, you just felt you have to be, if I wasn't in on a Saturday, do you know what I mean? So much so, even my 85-year-old mother now said to me, if I was up, 
you're not work today. No, 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 no. And she just can't get it. <laughs> Why did you not be in work on a Saturday? You're a hairdresser. You know what I mean? Hairdresser. Like that's and and that's why I yeah. as well. Look, if, if we've seven stylists, well then that's one and seven, one week and seven, one every seventh week, you can have it. Yeah. We can only fit five in. Fab. So it kind of gives you the and, and you realize that the business does function still just the same. And people now with online booking and, and everything, like the, it is, it's, it's an ever changing market. Like I actually find out through COVID, I can always remember looking at the booking it up and say the Gwen air manager saying, it's a bit quiet in the afternoon there, Saturday. She said, I don't worry about that, Greg, that will look after itself. The phone will be ringing there by 10 o'clock, that will be booked up. And lo and behold, we'll come back an hour later and we won. But now where I find with because yeah. of semi lockdowns is that if it's, that doesn't happen now because there's nowhere to go. So whatever's in the book, yeah. you're booked up for the day, you're booked up for the day, but if there's nothing in at half three or three o'clock, half three, it's not coming in. And, and not, Yeah, that's not going to change. Nowhere to go. So you're not getting that kind, oh, I'm after getting an offer to go for a meal, or look, i got tickets, yeah. and can you squeeze me in? They're gone. Yeah. You know, no, until that's not uh, happening. Until we get on top of this. I know. I, you know. I know. I know. I was looking at um, a campaign the other day, an old campaign, and it was blowout to go out. And I was like, oh, God. Blowout to go out in your mind. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I keep drilling. I, I, I still have this dream of seeing ads to get people out for the, the good of the mental health. Out the, the remote workers that are working like us sitting at a table here. Like, why did you get yeah. your head? And it wasn't to go to the event, it was for yourself. It was for when you looked at them. For yourself. Wow. And that's, and I, I yeah. still feel yeah. I'd love somebody to like, or somebody. I to think, Greg, that more and more. I know. I know. I think those our clients are kind of saying that, like, you know, I had I a lady in this morning now, and she she still comes in for her. Like, I I I have very few. I think I've about I think I have two blow dry weekly clients, right? And she just said, I just feel with my hair blow dried, I could just take on the world. Yeah. And she goes, you know, and she goes, I need to take on the world at the moment, even though it's from my own home. She said, I need to take on the world. She said, mentally, she said it's good for me. Yeah. So yeah. But really, we have to start with just taking on our county. Because <laughs> that's where the government wants us. As you said. <laughs> I know, I come to me, you, thought, you just said I was from County Cork. I'm Cork City. I'm a Cork City girl. City. Oh, yeah, no, but it's, I, I'm from the county of Dublin, but I'm a, I'm a dub. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I don't know to differentiate, you know, because people can get quiet, you know what I mean? Oh my God! <laughs> oh, you're, you're the city girl, and I know I'm a city, city girl. girl. You know what I mean? But um, so last question: What would you like the future to hold for you in business in the next twelve months? If you had a crystal ball to try and say what could you? Um, right. Okay. So I'm doing a lot of teamwork again with 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 the team. Um, we're actually starting off. Um a new course now with Anthony Whitaker. So that's going to really um, bring the team together again and get them like, I think we it, it's a different focus. Do you know what I mean? We have to shift again. Um, so I'm really looking forward to getting my teeth stuck into that. Um, I think I'm probably going for the business, driving the business more online as far as training would be concerned. Um, 
And I'm in the new year, I'm going to start looking at online cutting courses. Plus, I've done a year's work with um, Enterprise Ireland based on my, um, on my manuals. And they seem to think that, that there is an opportunity there for software development with that because there's, it's like a template, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's a step-by-step -step kind of framework that like salon owners, like, I don't know about you, Greg, but like that took three years sitting on the coach. Do you know what I mean? After work, mm. who has that time? It's only because I'm like obsessively crazy that I done that. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. like, oh, if somebody had said to me, there's, there's the framework, do you know what I mean? All you have to do is like fill it in to suit, you know what I mean? Your team, your salon. I would have like got out of my hands and knees and kissed you. Like it takes an obsessive lunatic to do something like that. Like, yeah. does it take too much time? But we do have like Paul Davies done with his book, which I thought was amazing as well. And and now you've got that. And I, I think that's it's it's what you put in for three years is not to be given away cheaply either. I, I think there's a value and a price on it. And you know, if you were to come to me and say, Greg, do you want a program as a salon owner? Well, look, this is what I have, and I update it. And if you want to buy into it, whatever exactly. way you do it. But I think that's you know, what, yeah, we should be. I, I think it's every other business would do the same, yeah. you know. You know? Yeah, you know, if, 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 like, I just keep going back to if somebody was able to say to me, Val, this is it, do you know what I mean? This yeah. is it. Because yeah. you have to ask yourself the questions, you know what I mean? How do I do this? How do I, that's, anyway. So yes, business-wise, that's what I would hope for. And obviously, um, we're, we're driving the salon kind of like towards the corporate um, market as well. So we're trying to, market ourselves towards that like we're opening at seven in the morning as well mm. that kind of thing we're looking because you have to constantly evolve and change so yeah i just i'm just looking at our place now and i'm thinking slow growth you know yeah. i'm just enjoying it now and i'm enjoying the team and i'm enjoying being open you know yeah. and i'm very very grateful i'm so so grateful for for everything like not only for the salon and the team but for people like yourself and you know people in the industry who have helped me every step of the way you know and I would say that to any any individual out there all you ever have to do is pick up the phone and like we are the most we are the most helpful you know yeah individuals industry and we are unique in the sense of being salon owners and that's where you know i felt that there was so many platforms for hairdressers to go to but i just went, where, where can we go to just talk and, and and pick up advice and people are very slow to ask or comment and that's why i just well well if i do these hump of the week interviews well then you right. might have to ask because just in the course of listening to it it's it's like um yeah. meeting with the books of the week like i i wrote the introduction to next week's book and then I, I kind of want to find something and I found a brilliant lawyer at this person, you know, who this, like, I, I'm really looking forward to next week because I actually enjoyed listening to them this morning, speaking, you know, on, <laughs> online about their life. You know of what course. I mean? I kind of went, wow, then that's yeah. going to be interesting. And that's how we, we learn. It's just by dipping our toe in and not everybody, like you exactly. said, you don't feel, oh, well, I couldn't do that. And oh, I couldn't sit there and it, you, you'd panic attacks 
cutting hair. You know what I mean? I know. We all, we I all know. Like today is National uh, International Mental Health Week, a day. I think it came on the radio today. And I, I don't know, I must have a six. Oh. Because air, my next I haven't been out of the sun and so. Like air wow. quotes. Wow. Happened to be mental health quotes. You know what I mean? That's if you know, as I put up a quote every day and I just decided to target maybe a different topic each week instead of just throwing out business ones. So next week, and it, it just, I didn't know it was International Mental Health Week, but I just feel, yeah. That's the intuitive, that's the intuitiveness you have. In our team, in a young people, like there's so much pressure on young people today as well to perform and, and, and do some, even though, you know, I always have this great thing is, you know, the, the thing about, you know, the, that old saying of, Ah, the youth of today, the thing about the youth of today, and I, my thing is the thing about the youth of today, you will never understand them because you're not the youth of today. So stop trying yes. to like them. That's not true. So you have to learn how to work with them, take their good and bad points because everybody has, and then try and find the glass yeah. half full moments in them. And then, and that's that's what we've exactly. done. And I tell you, you've been brilliant to stay back on a Friday after a busy day and work. And I know this isn't going out to Wednesday. We don't do these live because we don't want to take the risk of something happening because we've had three attempts to get this. Yesterday evening, it was the worst evening down in Cork. And the oh, my God, it was blowing uh, up a storm. Yeah, so we, mm. we finally got it done. And I have to say thanks very much, Val. You've been an amazing guest. Not at all. And I know you're going to get oh, it's been a pleasure. the hump of the week. So go and have a great oh, weekend and I'll talk to you soon, Val. Okay. So we'll just Thanks, hello. Say hi, Jonathan. Oh, I will. So she's Bye. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me in the back to shut up. <laughs>